0: hello everyone welcome in this second episode of the trumpet show powered by trumpet media today we will talk about the online food delivery market and also about 10 minute delivery concept the buzz around 10 minute delivery is so strong that almost all top food delivery startups like Zomato, wiki ola Zepto, blinkit have now come up with their version of quick we all know fast delivery of services are good from customer point of view but it can have devastating effect on delivery partners well-being in the long run and for this discussion today we have with us ankur Ankur is competition strategy lead at uber delivery in europe middle east and africa so let's listen from the ankur about online food delivery market and also about the 10 minutes food delivery hype it's pro and cons and what are the opportunity and threats hi Ankur. welcome on the show Hey, Lokesh. Thanks for having me over. Ankur, could you help us understand what all comes strategy for the Uber Eats and all?
1: Um, So, strategy in general for any tech business and of many things. um, If I have to break it down, it's going to break down to four different pillars. First and foremost is the traditional part of it, which is business performance measurement and KPI, OKR reporting, all right? Uh, you know you need to ensure that whatever is your business is being looked upon in a very objective manner so that you can achieve your top line and bottom line goals in a realistic manner, right? Um, and a huge part of that involves just tracking what's really happening. Uh, uh, the scale of business can be you know very small. it can be limited to like one small geography or it can be limited to like different, you know, 20 to 30 countries club together. So depending on that, you need to keep on fine tuning your business units or segments uh, to drive your overall goals. Second part encompasses of governance. Governance is basically getting everyone into one room and discussing what's going to happen in the business, what is currently happening. Uh, This is slightly much more debate oriented and uh, discussion oriented versus just reporting. Um, so governance will include things like business reviews. It will include things like, um, like stakeholder reviews, product reviews, and in general, just storytelling the narrative under which you want to portray your business reality um it's quite crucial particularly because any governance mechanism is important to keep checks and balances whether it could be a private company or startup or a public company Uh, you just need it in place you might be seeing a lot of news around poor governance structures causing a lot of issues in the indian startup ecosystem but uh, that can be solved if people are proactive about it making sure that each and every individual who is affected by your actions in a company is being provided with the correct amount of visibility on the overall state of the business. The third part is competition. Uh, There is no company which is operating under isolation or monopoly, especially in the gig economy space. Um, And it's a growing market, right? So, you need to ensure that you have a very well-defined competitive strategy, so that your previous objective key results or business goals can be achieved, checking the reality of the market and what's actually happening in the market, what kind of innovation is driving the market, what kind of unit economics or value proposition is being adopted by the consumers, uh the last pillar of it that strategy and planning teams usually operate in is going to be incubation of all these strategic initiatives right so you want to adopt a new product or create a new business line altogether before it is created as a normal business operation or a product it has to be incubated Uh, now this is slightly ambiguous when it comes to different companies some companies will prefer having a dedicated team to do that. And some companies will prefer to provide this kind of incubation opportunities to existing verticals who can take it over and above what they are currently doing.
0: In the India right now, what is the major five in the food delivery market is 10 minute wala five. We have to deliver the like package or the food package. What is the 10 minute delivery fight all about? Can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Um, I mean, more than anything, it's a capability, which every logistic company possesses, right? Um, you need to think it from a perspective that companies want to ensure their product lines, keep on increasing. And they keep on increasing their revenue lines as well. right? Uh, thank you, particularly referring to what uh, the Indian players Amato did uh, that all right, we are going to open our own dark kitchens and then give a USP of getting it delivered within 10 minutes. Um, it sounds good. Uh, I like the idea. it's quite It's quite innovative. If people are able to achieve these kind of things, um, it's like it's a victory in itself. However, uh, I, my personal take on it is that it's a good to have kind of thing. Um, I don't see a lot of use cases, particularly for this 10-minute food delivery uh, program. This is more like a convenience delivery uh, mechanism. Um, let's see how it gets adopted. I would be really interested in knowing how people will perceive this business line for Um Like there are a few benefits of running this kind of model. Uh, Vomato would probably have its own dark kitchen somewhere in the city area. And uh, they will eventually be able to turn out a higher profit margin, like not initially, like initially they will be investing into just making the physical locations of these dark stores. And then once they have been able to recover the cost of the dark store, the profit potential of this individual unit is quite
0: healthy. Or uh, this fight is not between the organisation. It's also the fight of the delivery person which are doing this all of this thing. Like on the LinkedIn, it's an controversial thing. Ki like uh, I have si delivery partner ko ki go for the ten minutes delivery. It's quite hectic for uh, it's quite hectic for him to like deliver the package in data inventors. so what's your views on this uh, like this whole scenario i think
1: it's a very valid point um, there are a few concerns that are required to be addressed very clearly when it comes to the pressure that is being faced by a delivery courier rider partner whatever you want to call it um, the issue is that Is it really a sustainable thing for this provider of services, right? Um, Can it be really done? Uh, It can be done if the distances are small, right? If you are enabling this ordering feature within like one kilometer of the dark store kitchen that the companies have created, it is possible. Uh, I don't see a lot of issues when the distance is not a lot. But if you are expecting someone to deliver, uh, let's say a sandwich within 10 minutes, um, and the distance is exceeding a particular limit, depending on the kind of traffic that area has, it's not fair, Uh, people have valid concerns. Um, I don't think companies will end up penalizing the couriers if they are slightly late. But then at the same time, um, the way it has been presented to people that already right, we are guaranteeing you 10 minute delivery, that is not very faithful to what's the actual reality. Um, I think what they should be referring to us is that we will, our like, end goal is to, or not star is to deliver it in 10 minutes. Uh, we are doing everything required to get it delivered within 10 minutes. However, there are a few physical constraints which we cannot address. That's going to be the reality. Um, and just ensuring the safety of the couriers in this situation becomes the paramount uh, point of concern over here. I'm pretty sure that any company who is promising these things have already factored these things in, but it's important to keep on. Um, looking back and introspecting on if it's really a good deal for the person who is delivering it, delivering it or not, you can't just treat them like a resource, right? They are not robots. It's an individual human being, um, and at the same time, you are running a business. So you need to account for both things. You need to ensure that your product line succeeds, but then you also need to ensure that it is not causing any ruckus. Right, you can also expect a bit of traffic violations happening because of this kind of delivery promise which will put slight amount of pressure on people who are delivering it. Um, I'll give you an example, Uh, you might have been seeing Q commerce take like a huge growth toll in the market. Um, There's this company called Gorilla, it operates in Berlin and the people in Berlin are just fed up of the fact that These bicycle riders are, you know, just going in every lane, anytime, anywhere uh, to make sure that, you know, the promised delivery time is adhered to. It's not fair in a market like India, where the traffic conditions are not the best, um, this kind of situation might lead to issues that, the companies which are promising these services might not be able to solve. So it will be a bit fun uh, kind of observation when you know these things you know are driven at scale. Uh, although I don't see them to be driven at a huge scale anytime soon, until unless these companies have not publicly made uh, publicly announced that um, this line of business for us is contributing to a huge chunk of our overall revenues. I will just be, uh, I'll just be curious on it. Like I won't really put a bet on why this is going to succeed or why it's going to fail. I will just observe what's going to happen in this landscape.
0: And Ankur, like during, after the COVID-19, what we have like measured is uh, some, Industries are growing like the healthcare and some industries are on downfall, like the automobile and all. So was the impact of COVID-19 on the food delivery market? Can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Um, so there were definitive tailwinds that happened because of the COVID lockdowns. Uh, you need to look at it from a high-level macroeconomical perspective as well. Um and the reality was at that time when during 2020 March, when all the lockdown started, people could not go out. Um, and the only thing that they could really do was order food inside their homes. So it this COVID tailwind really uh accelerated the growth of the delivery industry. Um, like the caggers that we observed were more than twice of what we were observing before covid uh, it actually moved the business five years ahead uh, than what would we what than what we would have expected so that's quite good um, the food delivery market is huge in general the delivery market is very huge and we are still in early stages of capturing it although what i miss out on this whole Covid era is that the innovation in the delivery segment has not really evolved, right? it's a very similar mechanism when somebody places an order on an app, then some courier or the individual store will deliver to the eater, so it's basically like an aggregator model. What would be interesting to see is that if this innovation can be, get, uh, can be adopted by much more better technology for example just using drones instead of using an individual person might be a game changer Uh, and i'm saying this because uh, this business does not have huge margins until if you don't have your own inventory or your own dark pigeons the margins are quite small um, and you just have to make your operations more efficient uh and ensure that you know each and every line item on your PNL is well within good ranges of being called healthy uh, just the whole element of paying out so much money to do these services might become economically non-feasible in the future if this keeps on going consumers want to have cheaper options and companies do want to give a cheaper option to the consumers but until the companies are not able to reduce their own costs the cheaper option to consumer will not be available so there is still a lot of headspace to grow in terms of innovation in the overall delivery segment
0: and uh ankur what i really observed after the COVID 19 that uh food delivery food delivery partners or food delivery market is not all about the food delivery they are also entering into the grocery market also grocery delivery market so like what's your views on uh, this scenario i think it's
1: the only logical thing to do Um, if you see the whole workflow of a delivery of food or grocery in general is pretty much similar there are a few small differences uh, while you're delivering food, you need to look at a menu versus while you are doing grocery shopping, you need to look at an aisle or SKU, which which are within the aisles. So there are a few small UI, UX things that are required to be tweaked from these food delivery players. But it's only logical to do these kind of deliveries if you already have a suite of technology which can cater to delivering logistics, right? Um, it's a good market grocery market is way more bigger than the food delivery market like some estimates suggest that at least there's at least two to three times bigger than the food delivery market so just from the perspective of growing your businesses top line it makes a lot of sense
0: uh, like i was studying a article yesterday Ampour, and uh in the article what Wrote about that whole scenario of the like grocery delivery that are delivering the grocery because the most of the deliveries uh in any like apps like Zomato or Sweetie, they came in morning, like in the breakfast time and in the dinner time. Meanwhile, in the afternoon time, the most of the delivery partners are free. And at that time, like what most people are doing is the grocery shop. So this scenario also helping the delivery companies to get their, like getting their market into the grocery delivery market. Also.
1: I mean, for sure, um, how I would like to put it is that, you know, you are just utilizing your supply
0: and yeah.
1: at a much larger extent, right? At the yeah. end, um, if your delivery partners are sitting idle, um, it's not the best because it's not only about making sure that your own deliveries unit economics are healthy. you also need to ensure that the gig economy worker who is delivering these things uh, is also financially uh getting a lot of value out of providing this service right So if you are able to increase their utilization, you are going to increase their earnings which uh, earnings per hour, right so it only makes sense it, uh, it is a good synergy between the time over here although um, i'm not sure about this hypothesis that uh you know grocery delivery only happens during the off-peak hours of food delivery um definitely like people would like to buy the grocery before making food or after making yeah. food but uh, like I think you will just have to deep dive a bit more on when people actually order these things. um I have heard this kind of uh, statement being thrown around in multiple locations uh when it comes to you know the logistics business, but I have never seen it play out very well right uh, a lot of times uh these companies they just mention it that okay, this is a better value proposition from us, and it does make complete sense but how does it play out in the real world? Is something that we can only figure out after looking at the data that these companies are operating under.
0: Ankur, uh, according to you, what are the currently opportunities and threats in the food delivery market?
1: I think like opportunities are huge, right? Uh, if you are able to create any kind of business unit. Which is able to cater to multiple people it is being adopted by a lot of consumers if it is making food cheaper for consumers than cooking at home in that scenario uh, like this model of business will just play out very well like prime example of this model is this country singapore where people usually do not cook at home they tend to order food from outside because it is cheaper to order food or you know eat outside. If that kind of world is where you know we are moving, um, uh, like this will just become like a toothbrush every day, right? You know, which you use twice, people will start using it twice. Um so the growth potential is huge. Uh it will keep on growing. Um let's see how it fluctuates though. Uh after COVID tailwinds now we are facing the headwinds that come in the market. Uh, would be interesting to see how the industry reacts to it. Um, there are a few macroeconomical factors as well, which are required to be accounted when it comes to looking at this market. Um, right now, we are seeing this whole war with Ukraine and Russia, and which is leading to multiple other oil crises. You know, prices are increasing, there is inflation. Consumers don't have a lot of money to spend uh, so, until and unless things do not get cheaper for consumers through this service, uh, the value proposition will not increase further, uh, and that needs to increase sooner or later.
0: In the India, uh, like um, the marketing sentiments are, are also different. Like uh, if I'm offering some sort of discounts, discount like in the e-commerce game where we are currently if we are offering uh some sort of discount so we will see a increase in the ctr and increase sharp increase in the revenue also so how it's different from the euro food delivery market i think
1: it's very similar okay.
0: um,
1: people around the world are looking to buy things at a cheaper rate oh, okay. um, and people around the world do tend to enjoy an event, right? Um, wow. For example, uh, any football league is sponsored by multiple players, and one of them could be a food delivery company. Similarly, in India, people are going to give you offers like, "All right, IPL Tamaka offer, ek pe uh, sandwich, ya which kuch we order karo." Yeah. Um, so, like, of course, this is normal. Um, uh, it should happen ideally these kind of events are a good way to increase your uh, top line although uh, what i can say is that it's not sustainable to keep on giving discounts um, for the players who are operating in the market um, prime example is flip um, flipkart and snap battle that happened around five years ago flip um, Flipkart was more focused on service, whereas Snapdeal was more focused on discounting. And if you're going to burn a lot of money on discounting, you might not have a lot of runway left to ensure that you can operate in the future. So there is a trade-off which is required to be made. Either you can capitalize on growth or you can drive your profitability. Now that really depends on multiple factors, Uh, it's really hard to voice them over right now, but high level, what I can say is it depends on what kind of investor value or individual value these companies want to create. Uh, and that is very subjective to everyone.
0: The, uh, food delivery market is a competitive market Uh, in the e-commerce space also where we are doing the like competitive analysis at every stage because you uh before introducing our product or like before of offer any offer you have to strategize something uh and you have to also analyze your competition their strategy also so how often does your organization analyze the competition in order to understand the competitive advantages or disadvantages
1: well we do it every day um... okay
0: <laughs> like uh, yeah
1: we do it every day and uh, it's an intense uh, it's an intense market right yeah, i told you right in the beginning that your business goals are required to be achieved in conjunction with what is happening with the competition right so we do keep on checking what's happening in the market what are the players doing what kind of economics are they providing to in the using for their business what kind of product lines are they developing what is their overall market share, what is the strategy, it's very important to of your own strategy to be able to provide much more, uh, how do you say, to be able to counter whatever competition is doing or at least you are able to provide uh, same amount of value to the consumers, if not better.
0: and. Angur, can you tell a little bit about why it is required for an organization?
1: I mean, it's not required for just one organization, it's required for any business. Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you think about the prime example, which people like to debate PlayStation versus Xbox, right? Both of these companies were kind of leading for a while and then. Uh, Nintendo became prominent too. It was always prominent in like smaller segments, but its console got way more popularized of late, right? So you need to keep on innovating to always have that competitive edge. Always remember as a thumb rule that whenever you have a higher market share, you have the higher ability to control your profits as well, right? Um, So it's very crucial. Uh, at times, it's just important to keep a track of
0: innovation. So, Ankur, thank you so much for the podcast. Like, I understood a lot of insights about the like food delivery market. How what's happening in the market and uh, like what's gonna be the future? What are, what will be the opportunity for the market? So, thank you so much, Ankur. It's been a great session. Thank you so much. Right, thanks for having me, Lokesh.